thank you thank you so much for joining uh, the live podcast uh, by Jason and the name of my podcast is brand identity design this is a business podcast and i'm your host uh, we are currently doing a series and i've been doing this for the past few seasons it's called as the dark side of entrepreneurship and the aim of my show is to educate entrepreneurs about business share ideas recommend strategies on how to deal with adversities while running a business now i do this by interviewing high level business executives like uh, you know the person whom you see next to me nicole uh, you know high professional business executives who are not only willing to share their personal but also their professional experience with my listeners now our podcast is actually heard in over 23 countries uh, currently and it also currently ranks on to- spotify at the top 30 of the most uh, followed business uh, podcast globally and i also can assure you that this is not just going to be just another boring business talk show we will be injecting a healthy dose of humor personality to the mix and you will be learning a lot more about entrepreneurship so sit back relax get ready to laugh and learn with me and nicole in this fantastic show which we are broadcasting or simulcasting whatever you want to call this on youtube linkedin and linkedin audio i also want to make a few announcements uh, our magazine it's the exclusive magazine the idea you know which i'm trying to execute in the month of april or may most likely that's going to be my first issue so this is going to be a very very unique magazine because it's targeted towards podcast entrepreneurs who are also podcast listeners and uh, primarily the magazine is going to emphasize and highlight a lot of my guests who has been on my show second announcement which i want to make is that season 3 will end on march 1st 2023 i have a lineup of few other guests who will be uh, you would be catching up with in the next coming few weeks and season 4 uh, is going to begin tentatively either the end of april or the first week of may i'm still trying to work around uh, what would be a good day to begin another thing which i also want to highlight to you guys that uh, my show will be completing one year anniversary on january 22nd 2023 it's been a rock solid year uh, in terms of growth i never expected this is going to go this far i just started experimenting podcast just for the sake of it just to try uh, you know if it's going to be cool uh, it it turned out to be amazing i'm getting sponsorships uh, you know getting good deals uh, my name is out there getting a lot of listeners getting a lot of credible guests you know such as nicole and many others who joined uh, so like it, it it has been rock solid so i'm very very happy Uh, I'm very blessed uh, to have been able to do this. So I don't want to take too much of uh, you know your time just explaining who I am, what I do, stuff like that. So okay, let's actually get into the topic because I'm sure many of you joined are just here because you want to understand and know about what is founders fatigue. So today we're going to be speaking about. uh f- managing founders fatigue get a know how of what exactly this is and reclaiming your entrepreneurial spark in the year 2023 and and this year has to be a bang for each and everybody not only for me but also my listeners but whoever else is going to be listening to our show so on this episode nicole uh you know she's a marketing strategist and she's uh, you know very well versed with this topic and she's going to help you identify and address 
uh, you know like what entrepreneurs feel like exhaustion anxiety burnout overwhelm so she's going to suggest us tips uh, how to regain motivation how to avoid burnout how to have that balance and focus which you require in business so let me tell you who nicole is and what you know what kind how she she qualified to give us uh, advice on this so she's an entrepreneur she's also the founder and ceo of a, a lovely company i really love this name it's called maven okay like that nurturing uh, bird like feeling you know that's, that's the name of the company super cool uh, so she runs a marketing consultancy specifically helping women business owners and entrepreneurs succeed and prior to launching uh, you know maven nicole worked in tech uh, companies advertising publishing industries and she also obtained her ma in graphic communication management and technology from nyu Uh, as a latina and i love latinas because you know you're some of the hard working women i have met on my show <laughs> so as a latina nicole is passionate about women's empowerment advocate for diversity and inclusion which i'm a big fan of and in her space uh, in her free time she likes writing drawing practicing yoga uh and spending time with her husband and her dog bia which i would be asking a a a little more questions on who bia is what's her what she like and in, in addition to her professional pursuits nicole actively involved in various leadership committees non-profit advisory boards and she's also a mentor for students and alumni and she's also kind of helping me to structure my magazine which i love her for you know her her support and and she's super super cool so please welcome nicole to my podcast you know i know we are virtual but guys make some noise uh, because there you know we have nicole here so thank you so much nicole i hope how has your day been so far i hope you are excited to be here chase and wow that was such a great introduction i am thrilled to be here it's uh it's super exciting i've been looking forward to this and we're finally making it happen uh and you know whoever is here with us on on the uh live stream thank you for being here and taking a little time out of your day whether you can stay for the whole thing or just for a few minutes uh i i appreciate you and thank you for being here absolutely absolutely isn't that wonderful guys you know give us a thumbs up if you like what you're hearing and and, and give us a thumbs up just to confirm if the audio quality is superb or no you know i think it sounds amazing So anyways you know let's actually get into this conversation so the thing is Nicole like I always want to know the person you know who is behind the microphone and that's why I call my magazine the microphone like so many entrepreneurs as you know including you me we all have like a clear vision and a plan for, you know for starting our own business but sometimes some people become accidentally entrepreneurs i became an accidental designer i never ever intended to get into this game completely new okay but i'm savage you know i'm killing it so how <laughs> did you find yourself uh, you know on the on this road and on this amazing road of entrepreneurship uh, was it conscious uh, did fate had a role in this and in retrospect uh, have you has there been any unexpected turns in your journey which shaped the direction and success of your business if you get what my question is Yeah, I mean, all right. So let me take it a little bit at a time. Um it's probably a little bit of all of the above. I've always been one of those people who kind of made my own path. 
And if there wasn't a way to do something, I'd figure it out or create one. Um, and then when one of my first jobs was at a new media nonprofit, and there is where I was really exposed to startup life. Um, it was during the first tech boom in the late 90s, and I was, you know, on the ground floor for hearing investor pitches. Um, I was running a program, and there was a lot of latitude there for me to learn and do and have impact. And that early experience really shaped the way forward. So even when I went back in-house on the corporate side, that experience of being able to sort of chart my own course and create and realize a vision stuck with me, uh, as well as the startup energy, which I really love. Uh, I, I love that sort of uh, just huge vision that fa founders have and building something from the ground up. It's, uh, it's so rewarding that I guess I couldn't stay away. Um, and I guess I felt a little bit limited in corporate life after having had that experience where I was able to take on and do a lot more. So in that sense, there was some intentionality behind it. But when I first started, I, I always thought that maybe I would eventually go back in-house. And it's been, I want to say, let's see, since about 2007. So I'm going on something like 14, 13 or 14 years or more that I've been working for myself. Uh, Maven is actually my second business. There's a whole bunch of businesses I had ideas for that never even, you know, that I ended up not even executing. So, so yeah, I guess you could say that there's just this little entrepreneurial spirit in me that's always been there. Now that is lovely. That is incredible <laughs> actually. So the thing is, like, you know, I, I feel that, you know, most entrepreneurs keep experimenting, okay, one after another, and, and eventually yeah. you find that sweet spot. It's not necessary that your first venture or your second venture has to be a success. That's what I feel. So did it, did it affect you emotionally when you put all your heart in with the first venture or the second one? I'm just asking. And did it affect you mentally, you know, while you were transitioning or thinking about, you know, do I have the manpower and the energy to mm -hmm. actually, you know, build up something else? You know, because it's a lot of work, right? Mm -hmm. Nitty gritties, name, you know, I don't know. You get you get what I'm trying to say, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think the, the business that most emotionally affected me uh, in a sort of difficult way was the one that I didn't do, uh, interestingly enough. So um, I had had this idea for a business while I was still in grad school and, and I got really far into it. It had a business plan. I had all my vendors lined up. I had, you know, I had a lot of thinking behind it and, pre and preparation. And I got to a point where I realized that some aspects of it weren't going to work for me. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. Like it just, um, it, 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 there were two different roads. I was sort of at a crossroads and there were two different ways I could go. There was the way of this really planned business that I had thought about. And then there was the actual business that I was doing, 
that was taking off, which was a one woman creative shop. And I was getting clients and it was growing organically. So I made a choice to set aside the one that the business I had planned for and pursue the one that was actually happening. (laughs) Um, So yeah, that, that kind of impacted me a lot because, you know, every now and then I think to myself, well, what if I had done X, Y, or Z, or if I had only, you know, done such and such, maybe that business would have worked out in such and such such a way. So there's a lot of sort of um, second guessing that happened. Uh, But pretty quickly, I just realized that I was going in the direction I was meant to be going in and that nothing is forever. You can, you can always change or adapt or adjust or iterate on what you're doing. And, um, you know, maybe that business didn't happen because it just really wasn't right for me at the time. I, I hear what you're trying to say. Yes, I, I agree. And sometimes, you know, uh, the stuff which you don't want to lean on, maybe that might be the best thing, you know, which out there. Like gradually as I'm progressing ahead with my career i i don't know i love i love this whole speaking thing you know which i'm doing (laughs) side by side Uh, so i mean as much as i love design and what it does you know professionally but i also enjoy this whole thing you know which i have it took time for me to build up that confidence Mm -hmm. like if you if you hear some of my old stuff and old material nicole you will purely laugh at me like you know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's how i used to sound like scary but you know anyways you know let's actually get into the conversation again so i want to actually speak about society and i want to hear your perspective on this so my second question would be how does society's expectation of constant productivity from entrepreneurs like you and me and many others listening to this show and the success contribute towards founders fatigue and burnout tell me what is your professional opinion on this um I think that's a great question. It's it's really sort of insidious. I think people don't even realize how it how it influences them and how they're looking at themselves and their business. Um, whatever level of founder you are, whatever type of startup you have, there is this insane amount of pressure to always be, you know, producing. Oh, you know, and any downtime or non-work time is somehow often discounted or viewed as not having value because it's not directly contributing to the bottom line of your business. Uh, And to me, that's a complete fallacy because at the end of the day, especially if you're a a solopreneur, you know, and you're doing it on your own, your health and well-being, the more energized and nourished and nurtured you are, the better you're going to be able to be in your business. So, you know, hustling and grinding, that all sounds great on paper and it's kind of fun to say and, you know, maybe visit that mentality, but I don't think it's a fun place to stay over the long term of your business. Absolutely. I'm so sorry. I was, you know, toggling with my (laughs) cell phone, (laughs) just trying to navigate. Okay. So... Yeah, I appreciate that. You know, I appreciate you sharing it and it makes a lot of sense. I'm with you. And I I feel that, you know, this this pressure, you know, which society puts, actually this pressure only exists, you know, if you allow it to uh, affect you. So 
Now, if you decide like for yourself and, and, and correct me, you know, if I'm wrong or no, you know, according to you, Nicole, I feel it's a journey. It's like an adventure. Entrepreneurship is like an adventure. You sort one problem after another. And I, I think the goal should be uh, to enjoy it as an adventure and not really take that load. I don't know what, what is your thought like, you know, do you think entrepreneurship is like an adventure? I do think it's like an adventure. I mean, I also think that, you know, that there's two sides of every coin, right? So on the flip side, I I understand why people feel so much pressure, especially if you're sort of going all in on your startup. You only have a certain amount of runway, um, whether that's cash, resources, whatever, to make it work. Uh, and however that's defined, you know, whether that's be revenue generating or to get investors or what have you. So there is a real constraint there, right, Uh, that you're working against. But I think as we're only human and we have to balance that with being people, with having families and with caring for ourselves. And that's not to suggest it's easy because it's not. It's not easy. Like I I remember when I did my first business, I was working seven days a week. um, And I did a lot of unhealthy stuff in order to keep that business going. And I promised myself I wouldn't do those things this time around. Uh, Because I saw the effect that it had on me and the people around me. Um, and at a certain point, my husband even turned to me and he's like, um, when you're not either you're working or you're talking about work or you're thinking about work, uh, and I never see you anymore. And, and that made a big impact on me. Um, so, and I, and I'm sure other people experience it too. And again, it's, it's not easy. It, it actually is something you have to step back and think about, um, Thank you so much. I, I appreciate you sharing it. I also wanted to acknowledge a good close friend. His name is Wade, uh, who is saying hi to you from LinkedIn. Uh, hi, Wade, we had like a, a small, I actually messed it up, uh, you know, and we had to like create a new event link. So uh, I've sent you a message on, uh, you know, just highlighting the new link. It's on actually on the old event page. If you do get the opportunity, please join. I also want to say thanks to Divakar, Viral, and Erin, who is watching us, uh, who is actually hearing us on LinkedIn. So thank you so much, guys, for your love and support. Stay tuned because the questions are going to get even more interesting as we proceed. So now next question to you, question number three, Nicole. How can we shift... As entrepreneurs, how can we shift our focus from achieving external validation to finding internal fulfillment and satisfaction in your work as an entrepreneur? I know you touched based on a few components, but I know that external validation piece is something which is like a societal pressure. So I wanted to hear your thoughts as to what you feel about this. Um, I think, again, it's, it's about sort of separating your ide- your own identity and your own happiness from how the business is doing. So that's one thing. There's there go- because there're going to be external metrics that your business is going to be evaluated on, right? If you're if you're looking for investors or if you're looking for funding or you know 
making changes uh, to to serve your market, um, whatever the metrics are, those are definitely external. So for us to sort of keep our sanity as founders, one of one thing that I think is really important is celebrating those sort of micro moments in each day when you're making gains or progress. You know, a lot of people refer to it as celebrating the wins and maybe they do that on a weekly or monthly basis. I actually like to take a pause during the day and say, okay, you know, to just acknowledge the progress I've been making that day. And sometimes the progress is showing up. Um, I think back to when I, I used to be a runner and I would run a lot. And there were some training days for uh, when, when it felt like I was just slogging. I was just like putting in the miles for the sake of showing up for that training day. Because you're not going to be doing your personal best necessarily every day. You can aim for it. Sure, that's great but you don't have to beat yourself up when it doesn't happen. Um, just show up, you know, maybe you can do the whole to-do list, do the one thing on the to-do list. That's the highest priority. Um, so, so in that way, I, I, you can really start to make space for yourself separate from how the business is performing. Mm. That makes a lot of sense. So, so these micro moments which you are referring to, Nicole, I'm just trying to process like, so as, as, a, as an entrepreneur, you, you run a business, okay, you may have a certain level of success. So sometimes, you know, don't businesses celebrate anyways? So how is it different? Like, you know, milestones, I think, which people call it as. So how, yeah. yeah, what is this like? You know, when you say micro moments, can you maybe break it down for people so that they can understand what you're trying to say? I think that's a good, good point. Um, yes, businesses do tend to celebrate milestones, but a lot of times the ones they're celebrating are ones that are what I refer to as hard KPIs, like hard performance metrics. So, you know, number, you know, sales volume or customer acquisition, and so that's really looking at the end product, but it's not looking at all the work that leads up to the end product. And if we don't recognize or acknowledge all the work we're doing to lead up to that end product. So for example, you may have had a hundred or 500 client meetings that you booked before you even landed that final client, but yet you're only going to celebrate landing the big account. To me, you can also celebrate that you got that many client, you got that many meetings in the pipeline. You know, you got that many potential clients. They're not all going to close. That's part of the reality of business. Um, and I think people with a sales or business development background do really well sometimes in this regard because they're used to the expectation that not every interaction equals a sale. Uh, or, or a hard, you know, a hard quantifiable metric. So I guess I'm looking at what's qua the qualitative experience as well as the quantifiable metrics. Um, does that does that help at all? Uh, absolutely. You know, in fact, you you bring a and very excellent point because, uh, yes, you know, everyone is focused on the bigger picture, the bigger things, you know, which you achieve as a business. But the small things also add up, you know. So, you know, see, when you started up, okay, tell me, okay, Nicole, when you started, 
okay your first you know agency or whatever you started as a business okay when you got your first order wasn't that exciting you know i, I you know don't you feel that you are in the moon amazing <sighs> I think I, I think one of the most exciting ones for me was actually one that I didn't get because I was pitching a big piece of business. Interesting. That was super I was I was more proud like yeah, I had all the clients I got but they were sort of at a level where I almost semi expected to get them. So in other words, the odds were really good that I was going to get those clients because it was a good match, you know, it wasn't it wasn't a far reach. So I was actually more impressed with myself, <laughs> if I could say that, <laughs> when I went after something that I knew was a reach. I knew it was hard, and I knew that the likelihood of success was a little bit less. And um, not only did it go well, but it, it didn't close, but the reason it didn't close wasn't because of anything I did. So... For me, even though that didn't like, and that's a perfect example, that didn't end up in a job with a dollar amount, but it ended up with an experience that I took a lot away from in terms of learning and realizing that it, there really are things that we can't control and we can only c control what, what's in our realm. We can't account for, for, for other reasons why things may fall through. That doesn't mean that we should be any less proud of that accomplishment of having done those steps. I, I agree with you 100%. So, I mean, in a nutshell, you were celebrating, even though it appeared like a failure, but, you know, you were celebrating <laughs> because it was a big win because you learned something which you can apply for the rest of your life, you know, mm -hmm. all your business, all keep evolving. So that's super cool. Kudos to you on that, you know, Nicole. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So let's let's actually move on to my next question. OK, now th this is about uh, the grinding and the hustle culture, which you spoke about. And I want to just get into it now. So so entrepreneurship. So the concept of grinding and hustle uh, in entrepreneurship has like traditionally been associated with like long working hours, sacrificing personal well-being. You always want to strive more. The competition is uh, to your neck. Okay, but this constant drive for productivity and success leads to a burnout, exhaustion, and anxiety. Now, the thing is that if you ask another entrepreneur, if you watch these videos, which are on YouTube, they send you a message. But I think people misunderstand that message because it doesn't mean that, you know, you rub yourself on the floor, uh, you know, in the, the whole process. Mm -hmm. So I want you to... You know, see, so the question which I'm trying to come to is that how can we redefine, uh, you know, the concept of grinding and hustle uh, and, and also prioritize self-care and well-being in your entrepreneurial journey? You know, because, I, you know, I want to actually hear your perspective before I comment on this. This is such a complicated question in a way. Um, there's a lot of people out there sort of just being like, oh, just only do 20 hours, only do 30 hours, or use this method or technique. Um, I think it's not an either or necessarily uh, proposition. In I think you do definitely have to prioritize the self-care. Um, but again, it's cumulative, right? That doesn't necessarily mean that you don't also put in a certain amount of work and that there isn't a certain amount of sacrifice. 
it's finding the balance. And that balance is going to be a little bit different for everyone. There are some people who, you know, we all know them who really thrive on that sort of constant, that constant grind. And there are other people who don't thrive on that constant grind. So the trick is figuring out what zone do you thrive in and how to, to set up your business to support that. Um, and there's lots of different ways to do it. You know, uh, in, in some ways it's, I wouldn't say it's easy. It's, it's easier in some ways to do it than ever before. There's a lot of things that can be automated. There's a lot of different resources and ways you can get support to not necessarily, to be able to work smarter and not harder. Um, and then if you thrive in that hustle and grind zone, I mean, more power to you. <laughs> uh, I, I don't want to take anything away from that. And, and even if you are setting up your business to have this sort of uh, different pace, there probably will still be times when, at least short bursts of times when you may need to hustle and grind. But you don't need to let that define the whole way you approach and work in your business. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know what, we, we spoke about this before also. So, like, you know, something which you said to me was that, you know, rather than measuring things by external validation, you know, you should measure success by the progress and the impact you're making uh, as an entrepreneur because that's way more powerful in comparison to seeking others to say, like, you know, oh, you're doing good work, you know. Look at uh, the amount of transformation you were able to create as as a business owner. Yeah. Who whose life were you able to touch uh, because of your experience and skill set? You know you have to be proud about all these things. And you know I see my good friend Leslie who is there in the audience on LinkedIn. So hi Leslie, you're welcome to come up if you like. I want you to meet Nicole. She's really cool. And and I like uh, a lot of things you know which you said you know uh, like you know you have to have like a growth mindset and you also need to take time out regularly to do self-care and i i constantly work see the thing about designers and you you're also in the design profession we are hooked on to our computers like i i, I can't remember or imagine a day without sitting in front of my computer i don't even play games i'm just saying like how do you handle it like <laughs> Do you take oh, me? Yeah, I can't. It's I, I, I have to take a break from the screen. Like I, I take a walk with the dog and, and just um, and sometimes stepping away, I guess. I, I don't know what kind of backgrounds people are coming from in, in the audience, but coming from a creative background, a lot of times if you get stuck on a design problem, it's one of the best things you can do is step away from the problem. I totally agree. I am with you. Right? Like, High five. <laughs> just, yeah, just sort of give your mind some air. And I find the same thing with business problems. You know, if I bang away at it too much and am too obsessively focused on it, I, I, you just end up sort of hitting a wall. You have to give your brain a breather. Um, and some of those other things in your surroundings, at least for me, the natural environment is really stimulating. So, you know, I'll be taking a walk with the dog and all of a sudden like 10 ideas will come in 
that I was like, oh, you know, there, there it is. That's the piece I was looking for. That's the piece of the puzzle that's going to help solve this one. Or you just, your mind just sort of opens up to the what ifs, right? Like the possibilities, like, oh, I've been going at this problem in only this one way, but I don't, you know, who says I have to do it this way? You know, what if we do X, Y, and Z? And all of a sudden your whole perspective can shift. So yeah, definitely taking a break from the screen can be good. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. I play with my cat. Uh, <laughs> and then you've seen him so that's what i do i play with my cat we play a little hide and seek and uh, sometimes i go maybe cook a little chicken sometimes he he likes the dry food but mm -hmm. you get what i'm trying to say and yeah and and, and definitely have you, i don't know if you have tried this but sometimes you know when i'm trying to create a logo or like a a visual mm -hmm. element Okay, sometimes, you know, kaboom, like you're like out of ideas. Like, you know, I, I have, I don't know, I've been, I've been, I have this concept, but I think this concept looks similar to somebody else's concept, which is out mm -hmm. there and you have that blockage. So then what I start doing is that I start, you know, writing stuff or designing stuff using my other hand. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> so, that'll, it yeah. stimulates another part of the brain. That's a good trick. It's yeah. true. <laughs> <laughs> Or, That's a good or, one. Yeah, or else, you know, you, you always in front of your computer, maybe uh, use the mouse at a different hand, yeah. maybe. Yeah. <laughs> That works. Or maybe instead of left clicks, you know, you can do right clicks. I'm just saying simple tricks, you know, which you can do. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, so, yeah, you know, you get the idea. So I want to welcome, Nic mm -hmm. uh, you know, Leslie. Leslie, you should meet Nicole, uh, you know. She's an awesome person, you know, do send her a connection request. Leslie, how are you? I'm doing well. Thanks, Jason. And thank you, Nicole, for taking the time out to uh, be a guest right. on Jason's show. So okay, I okay. Just, so I, I think she's I not able to hear you. Am I right? Uh, okay. Can you can you? Hear? I can't hear you guys. Sorry. Okay. So so Nicole. Oh, you're muted. Yeah, Nicole. Is it possible? Maybe you can get your phone. Nicole. Oh, oh, my phone. Yes. Can yeah. you give me one second? Yes. And I'll grab it. Hang yeah. on. Sorry, guys. Okay, so so how are you, Leslie? Hey, <laughs> I'm doing well. It's this is really um, very apropos listening to um, Nicole because I just came into the conversation where she was saying how you know basically multitasking, trying to balance everything. You're breaking up, and um, and that is really uh, God is testing me because I. Oh, can you hear me now? I don't know if you could hear yeah. me now, Nicole. You have to unmute on LinkedIn. On LinkedIn. I, I'm kind of confusing her. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> don't worry, don't okay, worry. Okay, can you hear me now? Yes, yes, yes. Go ahead. Oh, I'm so sorry, Leslie. Excellent. I think Rishri has a, a little issue wherein it's not allowing people to hear when we do like a, a Y-Jack using an interface for some reason. So anyway, go ahead. Now Nicole is on LinkedIn. Maybe She should be able to hear you. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, Nicole. Well, first of all, um, my husband's a Jersey boy from Union County. I'm a Long Island girl, but live near Philadelphia. So it's great to connect with someone that's not that far away. I see you're in New Jersey. Um, and I just said, I just hopped on when you were talking about, you know, just wearing a lot of hats, balancing, managing. Mm -hmm. uh, I come from a marketing background. Mm -hmm. 
development for many years um, and do a lot of public speaking now getting uh, board certifications over the last five, six years in functional nutrition. Um, and um, it, I think the key is really trying to create that balance. I lost my mom in October and I'm juggling estate um, planners and attorneys, and it's just a lot going, uh, having to buy my brother out of a shore house in Cape May. I'm sure you know mm -hmm. where that is, but, yeah. and juggling my business and still having one of three boys at home wearing different hats. And um, it's it's tough, but it tests, it really tests one to um, to really, you know, Put the pedal to the metal when you need to. So. Yeah. Leslie, you have a ton on your plate. Thank you so much. Um, first of all, I love hearing uh, from someone else in Jersey or from Jersey <laughs> nearby. Um, and I'm so sorry about your mom. You, you do have a lot on your plate. And I think, uh, I don't know about you, but I find that the only way to get through it when there's that much going on is to give ourselves some space, like a little bit of grace. Like it, everything is happening at the same time, at the same speed to the same degree, you know, it's, it, it, it ebbs and flows. So maybe temporarily something is going to take a little bit of a backseat so that something else can be prioritized, but you know that it's not going to be forever, you know? So like maybe it's the short sale of the, the house that has a timeline, right? So eventually it's going to be over and you're going to be able to refocus that attention back into your boys or, you know, back into your, uh, the functional nutrition degree. But it's definitely challenging. We, you know, I, I think a lot of the content that's out there neglects to tell people that, you know, life is still happening, <laughs> you know? So, yeah, I definitely get it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, now I'm, I, my goal is for 23, it's going to be a Leslie year, focusing on that time that I spent with my mother to doctor's appointments, whatnot. You know, there's always the one yeah. chosen one of the siblings that have to take care of that. So at the same time, I was trying to really grow my business online, mm -hmm. but now I'm creating my my business plan and strategizing mm -hmm. now my marketing for my podcasts. And I, it's empowering because now I'm really taking time for that and taking time out just to take Leslie? a deep breath. Yeah. Uh -huh. Can you hear me? Sorry. Oh, can you hear me now? Got you. You dropped oh. out for a minute. Okay. So, yeah. So, no, I, I, I definitely um, resonate yes, I with can what hear you're you. saying. Yeah, I resonate with what you're saying and just getting time for me, downtime, and also just yeah. empowering myself, getting my business plan together and my marketing strategies for 23 and taking a deep breath. And that's important. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I love I love that you're doing that sort of intentional decision, you know, because that that always helps. Because otherwise, we're like, hey, what happened to this sort of vague thing that I was planning to do? <laughs> you yeah. know, what happened to prioritizing myself? All of a sudden, all the time gets eaten up and other stuff. So yeah, I mean, I love this idea of making 2023 the year of you and sort of reclaiming yourself, you know, I'm hoping and praying that's what it's going to be, and hopefully, no no more curveballs um, come my way when it comes to uh, losing someone very close. So, uh, yeah, um, but I'm, I I got through it, and it just made me even stronger, and um, just more focused on myself and and what my passion is and why what my purpose is here in life, 
and it's my voice to get out there and for people to hear me and to empower others. So, and and through uh, the power of social media, I met Jason on Clubhouse, and it, it's mm-hmm. really great to meet you. So thanks. It's great to meet you too. Thank you so much for sharing. I really, you know, it means a lot. Lovely, lovely. So let's go back on 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 YouTube. So yeah. So what I was trying to say is that you know, thank you so much, Leslie. I I appreciate you know you having this conversation. uh with nicole nicole you don't have to be on the phone you can be on the video are you there can you hear me i i can't hear you Yeah. I can hear you yeah. Jason but yeah, yeah, I know, I know. I'm just Can you hear me now? Yes, 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 yes. Okay, excellent. Okay, Gotta so Got to hide my phone. <laughs> 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 These little technical glitches. So crazy. Okay, but we're we're doing it, right? That's yeah. the thing. What is it adapt and overcome? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this is like a live example of, you know, founder fatigue or whatever, you know, it's happening yeah, right as we just, speak. Yeah, we just have a laugh, take a breath and we're going to get through it and we'll do it together. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Okay, so my next question to you uh, Nicole is that how can entrepreneurs use failure as a learning opportunity and not let it dim their entrepreneurial spark? Okay. And I want to I I want to really understand like you know see because you know see we have been planning this whole show for almost a week or maybe beyond a week okay and 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 then then you know things goes crashing down okay although we can keep our spirits up okay so i i think the phone is still buzzing oh okay hold on let me let yeah. me put it in the other room yeah. Yeah so you know guys I hope you get my question right you know because we plan we prepare for so many things and uh, things come crashing down how do you how do you handle all of that stuff so it's it, it's crucial that you know we figure out a way how to keep uh, you know sanity and keep our mind sane you know how would you handle it so you know did, did you get my question or you want me to ask you that again yeah. Nicole No no I totally got the question. Awesome. Um and I think we were talking about it a little bit before. Uh I th- I almost feel like going in with I don't want to say expect I I I'm not a big fan of this idea of failure. Um to me part of being an entrepreneur is sort of keeping staying curious and being open to learning. So when you get yeses or affirmations that's sort of just giving you what you already know or are putting out there but it's really in those nos or not quite yet or how about this instead where the insights and the learning kind of happens even if it can be a little bit painful or sting a little bit um and i think if you go into it whatever you're doing knowing that like hey this is the first try or there's going to be some some hiccups you know this, this this is the real world you know the the idea that everything goes 
a hundred percent smoothly is um it's a nice idea, but I, I've never seen it happen, whether it's uh whether it's a business launch or a website launch, you know. Um and again, I I, I think this is where biz dev and, and salespeople have a little bit of a leg up because they're used to the idea that it takes a certain number of no's to get to yes. So similarly, what, whatever we're doing, it takes a certain, you know, like it takes a certain amount of missteps to, to get it where you want it to be. And that's okay. That's part of the process. And the, I mean, the beauty of it is that there's a lot of resources out there. The, the more support and help uh, that you bring in around you, you can minimize a lot of those missteps, but they're still going to happen. That's, that's just sort of natural, you know? Um, does, that, does that help answer the question? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm with you. And I agree with you 100%. I appreciate you sharing it. There's nothing called as failure. Everything is a learning opportunity. Consider your life to be like a very big adventure. Uh, and, and you're sailing on these uncharted territories, uh, you know, trying to figure out new land, new place to occupy, whatever. <laughs> Just Well, I liked what Leslie was saying, actually. She made a comment about how a lot of the challenges of the curveballs have made her stronger you know she's coming out of it stronger than before so you know they may not always feel great while they're happening and you you can you know there's this isn't to say like i, I don't want to have like this toxic positivity you're going to get disappointed if you put a lot of effort into something it doesn't go well or, or of course it's going to be painful and a set and there might be a setback when you suffer a loss um and that's natural and appropriate uh but you know, you, you can bounce back. I, I think, in fact, if you sort of tell yourself, hey, I'm going to get through this. This is a hard time, but we're going to get through this and move on to what's next. And I'm going to take what I learned here and put it into my next new thing. And, you know, that, that's that's all we can do, right? Um, and sometimes those so-called failures are telling you something. You know, they, they may tell be telling you that you don't have the right product market fit or you needed to do more preparation for your go-to-market or you need to pivot in terms of your business plan. So those things can be instructive. They're not just there to beat you up. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I appreciate you sharing that. Let's actually move on. Uh, let me see if I have another question for you. Yes, I do have another question. Okay, so in this world where the pressure to be perfect, okay, and this is about perfectionism, okay? Uh, you know, the pressure to be perfect is ever present. How can entrepreneurs navigate like a fine line between striving for excellence and succumbing uh, to a trap of perfectionism in order to achieve harmonious balance in work as well as professional life or personal lives, actually. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Um, I used to work with this entrepreneur. He was, he was a wonderful entrepreneur, very experienced. And his one of his favorite sayings was progress, not perfection. Um, he was also a fan of the expression, go ugly early. Uh, so... 
um, it, it, it is a balancing act. I, I think it can be helpful when you're able to identify the ideal, like the, le the levels of things, right? Mm -hmm. So people mm -hmm. like to talk about minimum MVP, minimal viable product. Yes. Um, yes. There's a woman, I think her name is Rachel Lambert. I'm not sure, but I once heard her talking about MMVP, minimal marketable viable product. That's and I'm sort of a fan. Yeah, I'm sort of a fan of that concept. Um, so it, it depends on what you're trying to achieve. So MVP can be great if you're just trying to get it out there and get that first prototype done. Making sure it has a minimal marketability, meets a minimal marketability threshold is probably the next tier when you're, you know, when you really want the commercial adoption of it uh, and you want to have something strong out in the market. And then, you know, maybe you have an ideal plane, right? And at any given time, what you're doing can fall in between, you know, on, on in those tiers or on that scale. But you're definitely, you're not going to get anywhere if you're looking for perfection any every time. Well, I shouldn't say it that way, but it may hold you back if you're looking or expecting perfection every time because it won't allow for the happy accidents. There are some times when you're doing things to adapt or doing workarounds for whatever reason that you have these sort of happy accidents or discoveries that don't usually happen when you're looking for perfection. So that's, you know, I, I get that perfectionistic tendency, especially for creatives. We always want our work, you know, you even see it in job descriptions to be pixel perfect. Um, <laughs> you you want to have, you know, every single thing has to be, a, you know, perform on every level and break every, you know, be award winning. And, and it's like, you know, but sometimes you just got to get the work done. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's sort of my read no, on it you are absolutely yeah. right because sometimes you just have to begin and just start uh, and just do the work and not really care as to how things shape up okay now to give you an example of today's thing okay now uh, the whole event which i was promoting for a week uh, the audio one i pressed just the wrong button i wish you you know linkedin had like option uh, just to give me a pop-up, you know, are you sure you want to do this? But it did not. And, 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 and see, I can whine about it. We both can cry about it that, you know, the efforts went waste or we can be thankful that, you know, remember if something happens tomorrow, you can't press exit or end. You know? That's a learning opportunity. You get what I'm trying to say, right? Uh, and be careful and 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 still we are still doing the event right but the upside is that you know that didn't break you okay you can be a perfectionist you can have that perfectionist quality and you should be like no let's reschedule you know let's do this show after a week again okay but you know that's not gonna work sometimes you just have to do but i feel even after having those issues we are having such an awesome conversation because i'm learning quite a lot what do you think I think this is great. You know, I, I love it. I love hearing your experience. I, I love talking with Leslie. I hope more people toss some questions in at us. Um, yeah, I, I totally agree. I think I was thinking of what, so when I first launched Maven, I, I intentionally 
did three different sort of models of services to test them. And I knew that some would work better than others. That was the goal, to see which ones work better than others. And if the more you can sort of bring that attitude to what you're doing, I think it helps with the resilience of, of, and, and helps you bounce back a little bit better, right? It's like, okay, this didn't work out. I'm going to try something different. Or why didn't this work out? Is it something that I can tweak and make workable for next time? Uh, you just sort of um, almost retrain your mind to self sort of just ask yourself the questions as opposed to shutting down entirely. Like this didn't work. It's over. Like why? Who says just try something else? You know, it's the beauty of life. It's, it's not, not almost the, there's almost nothing that's irreparable, you know. Absolutely, I'm with you. So in our time to, you know, we we are already at the oh sixty minute mark. So let me actually give a shout out to my sponsor. His name is Jose Ukar, uh, a good friend, and he has this nice course about communication. So I'm just gonna play that audio. Uh, Nicole, you may not be able to hear it, but others would. But on the recording, it's going to be recorded, okay? Fast track your success by becoming a world-class communicator. My name is Jose Ucar. I'm a communication and public speaking coach and the founder of the World Class Communicator Program. If you pay close attention to the best communicators and most influential leaders out there, you will notice that they all have three things in common. A winning mindset, communication one-to-one -one skills, and public speaking. This is precisely how this online training course is laid out. The knowledge I provide in this training will enable you, amongst other things, to talk your way up the business ladder, become the influential leader people look up to, grow your personal brand and your business, deliver memorable and persuasive presentations, create enriching and long-lasting relationships, and much more. So, what do you say? Are you ready to become a world-class communicator? Join us today using this very special 75% off coupon. Just go to worldclass-communicator.com and enter JASON, all in capital letters, J-A-I-S-O-N. And I look forward to meeting you very soon. Well, thank you, Jose, for that lovely audio. And thank you so much for being a sponsor. We appreciate that very, very much. You know, I'm so happy to hear that you can hear that audio. You were able to hear that audio, right? Okay, okay, let's try. Yep. Let's try that music again. <laughs> we're going to do the music again. Yep. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you're able to hear that audio. And I want to say thanks to Girish because, you know, he sent me stuff on WhatsApp. Oh. <laughs> Saying that, you know, you have to do this, whatever. And I'm like, okay, 
Okay, let me try that, you know. <laughs> Thanks, so, Girish. Girish, yes. Girish is a, a close friend of mine and, and Leslie also knows. Uh, Leslie, you know, why don't you say something? I want to make sure uh, Nicole can hear you. Uh, over and out. No. <laughs> can yep, you hear me? Yay! Yay! <laughs> Roger that. Oh Roger God. that. I don't want to take the show and the stage. I'm here to support both of you listening intently. I did have a quick question for Nicole. Uh, Nicole, what um, what prompted you to decide to start your own business? What was the catalyst? It's such a long story, but I was um, go like ahead, I said, I had that yeah, I had that early nonprofit experience, and then I went. I you know I had always wanted to be a designer, so I left the nonprofit, and I was in house as a designer and. I think it was a couple of things. One, I sort of maxed out my professional development. Two, I felt really constrained and um, limited. I felt like I had a lot more to give than they had the capacity to receive. And at a certain point, I turned to my husband and I said, you know, if I'm going to work this hard, I may as well work for myself. And that was the moment. I, I just... I knew I was capable of more and, and I wanted to be able to do it. And, and I didn't feel like the corporate pathways were there um, in the way that I was looking for them to be. Does that answer the question? <laughs> Leslie, we're waiting for you. <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for for, for Jason to um, respond. Uh, have to moderate. <laughs> to moderate. I don't want to take the moderator stage either. Oh, no, you're not. Uh, so, Nicole, so Leslie is like a family. She, you know, she's super cool. So thank you so much, you know, Leslie. I want to actually, you know, uh, I don't know whether you know this. There's something really interesting about Nicole's bio, and she speaks about a library in New York. Okay, it's called as the Science, Industry, and Business Library Business. in NYC. Mm -hmm. And I know you have this close connection and, and you have, uh, you know, a lot. I, I want to know, like, you know, could you tell us, like, most designers are not very inclined to go to a library. Like, you know, you want to sit on a computer and you want to do your research and do that thing. How did you fall in love with the library and what was this experience all about? Oh my God. All right. So I didn't expect that, uh, that question at all. Um, people who know me know that, uh, I'm sort of a researcher at heart. So, and, and I grew up like ever since I was a kid, I, I was always reading and, um, I, I was, I'm just one of these people who sort of, I, my background is multidisciplinary. So yeah, you know, I have that visual arts side, but I also have this, uh, research sort of science-minded side and when I started my first business or even before that the the science uh, Sybil it's called it's the acronym is Sybil it's S-I-B-L the Science Industry Business Library in New York City is totally an untapped resource all the sort of marketing and research databases you could want you can access there um, demographic information business, you know, sample business plans. They have workshops and events. Um, I'm very big on doing things on a shoestring and like a lot of other entrepreneurs, you know, if you're bootstrapping, there is no better place, uh, in my opinion, or, or it's one of the best places uh, to draw on those resources. And 
yeah, I, I, I love learning. So even as a designer, um, one of my, uh, you, you can't, I almost feel like even as a designer, you, you can't know even what you're doing in a way without understanding sort of the socio-cultural political influences that came before you, right? Like why is something a visual cue? Well, because you can trace it back to this, that, and the other thing in, in the past. Um, or, or why do certain um, compositions work better than others? So all of that stuff has underlying discipline to it. And, and I take the same approach for, for the, from the marketing perspective. I'm sure, Leslie, maybe you have the same kind of thing. It's like competitor research, industry research, um, what's the economic outlook? All these other factors go into your, you know, how you're going to proceed with your business, and they're going to be impacting you whether you look at them or not. So, yeah, I, I love libraries. They're they're just and, and the thing they're is, underrated. If you, if you look at her picture, she does not look like somebody who goes to a library. I love libraries. <laughs> oh, if, if the library ever wants a spokesperson, I love when it's you know at, at the risk of oversharing. When I was eight years old, I helped. The, the, I helped the librarian do programs for the younger kids in the library. Um, and we did after school programs for them. We did special events for them to sort of encourage them to learn and read and uh, have fun doing it. That, that is super cool. I want to actually ask you another question. Okay. And uh, it's about leaving, leaving a legacy. Okay. And what do you want to be remembered for? Okay. Now, if you were to take a moment and just, you know, keep your inner hand to your heart and ask yourself, what is that one thing, Nicole, you or I, Nicole, want to be remembered for? What is that thing which pops into your mind? Uh, you know, I think it's really just to do good and to be good. So, um, and, and doing good is sort of self-evident giving back to my family, to my society, my community, um, whether it's the business community or just the world in general and doing, you know, and, and being good, meaning bringing my whole self to my work and my relationships and performing at the best level I can on any given day. And that doesn't mean it's going to be perfect. It's just going to be the best that I can do that day. And uh, yeah, you know, it's simple, but it'll work for me awesome so Bade is saying that i agree with nicole completely and i had a few other comments you know especially from leslie and a few from girish girish was actually complaining i couldn't hear anything on linkedin live thank you so much girish for highlighting it i appreciate you sending over that setting so let's actually move ahead you know because now it's time for Rapid fire questions. Okay, this is where we put a little humor and fun to our conversation. <laughs> so uh, I, I have one question, which is for everyone who participates on stage. So if you like to just be a part of the rapid fire thing, and if you're on the listening lounge, you know, do not hesitate to raise your hand and, and come up and be a part of this conversation. So four questions for you, Nicole, and one question which will be common for everyone, okay? Whoever joins. Question number one. 
What is the most unusual place you have ever found inspiration for your work? And the reason I ask you this is because you are a designer and we kind of weird out, you know, we go like weird places to find stuff, you know, interesting. So uh, I would like to know that, you know, so tell us. Um, weirdest place. You know, I find inspiration everywhere. So there's no just one place and uh, on the marketing and business side too. So for example, I could be working with a B2B brand and I'll find inspiration from a, from a consumer brand, like a CPG brand, or um, I tend to see connections everywhere and it, it helps, you know, I, I mean, like a lot of people, a lot of my ideas come in the shower or, or when, you know, you just, or, you know, you're watching some sort of sci-fi TV show and you're like, huh, maybe this would, <laughs> you know, but, um, yeah, ideas come from everywhere, inspiration everywhere all the time. I had, um, when I was an undergrad at uh, SUNY purchase, I had a professor who had us keep a design journal and, um, I know a lot of design. I, I keep examples of things, physical examples, digital examples, all kinds of stuff, textures, patterns, poems. Uh, there's there's so many different sources of inspiration. It's it's a big world, and there's a lot of talented people out there to to uh, be inspired by. Absolutely, I am with you. Thank you so much for sharing that. I explore Pinterest a lot. Okay, that's one of my favorite tools. Second, Behance. I don't like Dribbble for some reason, uh, but Behance is super cool. And I do, I'm a big fan of typography, posters, a lot of inspiration, mm -hmm. like visual elements, how they structure, the whole balancing. You know, I don't know. I'm a big fan of pentagram, you know, mm -hmm. designs or agency. I think it's called as agency or pentagram. I don't know. But you know, right? Pentagram because their what they produce is next level, according to me. Mm -hmm. Okay, but in, go ahead. No, I agree with you totally. Um, I I think when people are thinking about inspiration, a lot of times they look just within their own industry or field, and a lot of times, if you're if you really want to see sort of a meta right? Mm -hmm. Get, get a meta view of things. That's when I find it help helps to look outside. Um, you know what? That's actually a good point. Like, you know, don't be in the constraints of just your industry, go outside and just yeah. see what the market is actually doing. You know, from a marketing standpoint, you're a marketer. Uh, I'm very interested in marketing and I apply it to my business and my clients. So you know some certain tactics which apply to a certain industry can also work uh, in a, in another industry too. You know, it can do like a mix-match thing and you can create something unique. I know you want to say something. Go ahead. Oh, I was just thinking, you know, go ahead. The, no, you know, um, if you look at, um, if you're looking at marketing and design, let's say, it, you still have this similarity, right? If you're producing content a lot of the times and the larger elements, structure, tone, um, the composition, the format, those sort of structural elements apply equally to your marketing as they can apply to your visual content or design. Um, it's all sort of this holistic uh, 
peace, if, if you will. And, and part of what audiences respond to or people respond to across the spectrum is, is also similar, right? The continuity or the surprises or the creativity um, or the connection. And so these, these really big concepts can apply equally to various fields or disciplines. And I, for me, I find it helpful to look at it that way, to extrapolate out into the larger concepts and theories and then bring it back in down to my specific space and, and vice versa. Like that conversation between big and zoomed in, right, is um, that gets my gears going. I don't know about other people, but <laughs> whatever works <laughs> like, out for you, Nicole. Right. Very happy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know. Okay, so we have Thomas from Australia and we have Santosh from India who has joined our conversation. So thank you so much, guys. You know, I will be reaching you shortly. I have a few other questions. Okay, tell us what is one of the funniest thing you have ever seen in New York City? Me? The funniest thing in New York City? Oh mm -hmm. my God, I'm a native New Yorker. I can't even... <sighs> Something which gives you giggle and a laugh, you know, whenever you go to New York. Uh, okay, funniest thing, a woman feeding a squirrel peanuts from her mouth. Oh shit. <laughs> That's you know, I have tons of stories, but some of them are like a little bit too like not PG thirteen, so I can't <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. Next question. Okay, now this is something, you know, which you have to think, okay? So if you were stranded on a on a, a deserted island with only one item to combat founder fatigue, what it would be and why? Oh my God, that's such a hard one. I, I want to say a good night's sleep. Uh, but um, I, okay, so I like this app called Focus at Will. Okay. Um, so sometimes when I'm feeling a little bit low energy or just sort of having a hard time getting into a task, it's totally auditory. Spotify has something similar where you can just, but I think the focus at will ones are scientifically proven or researched to help get your brain waves in a certain zone mm. to help you focus. Mm. So kind of like that one. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I actually hear, uh, you know, those affirmations, which you hear on Spotify. I mm. am rich. <laughs> <laughs> I am blessed. Oh, see, I never believed this. <laughs> I don't know. I, you know, Leslie, have you tried this thing? Like, I am. No, blessed. I haven't. I'm going to have to, though. You mean all these wonderful affirmations? <laughs> like, I love and approve of myself. I will be attracting a lot of money. I will, I will. The power, <laughs> yes. Of what the money, you know? I don't know. It's fun. You know, it, it helps me sleep. So I, I've been listening to that, you know, going to sleep, you know, it helps, you know, whatever. So next question, next question. Uh, what's the most bizarre self ritual uh, you have tried and did it work? Um, I don't know if it's that bizarre, but a client and friend gave me this rose quartz face roller and I keep it here on my desk. I like to, I, I, we like it, to see it. Okay, guys, let's... Yeah, let's, let me see if I can get this open for you. Take your it's time. It's a magnetic box. Here we go. Okay. 
Okay. I, I just got one. You'll have to let me know how Here it, is. it is. Okay, open it. Can you show us how, how do you use you, it? Okay, how do you use it? You're supposed to put a little bit of essential oil on it, but this is how you use it. <laughs> um, and it helps relax. <laughs> it helps relax. You know, if you get a lot of tense, especially if you're at the computer a lot, you get a lot of pain or tension in your jaw, or your neck. So, yeah. This That's thing super is great. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Shout out to the individual whoever gifted Nicole that. You know, thank you. That is Kristen Cowick of Zen Lab Yoga. Thank you, Kristen. Thank you, Kristen. That is super cool. <laughs> it looks like a razor blade thing, you know? It does. There's there's actually two pieces. Is that a Kristen so bad, at the top? Here's I, I don't know, but here's here are the instructions that show you how to run it over mm -hmm. your face. And they also give you this little one if you want to really like get in there. Mm -hmm. it's just have your you know, jawlines. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Okay, now so this will be a common question for everyone. Okay, now if you could only use one emoji to market a product or a service, which one would you choose and why? Okay, I'm gonna start off with uh leslie okay so leslie think about it an emoji okay one emoji which you can use to market the heck out uh well uh, that's a no-brainer because actually my emojis are the heart the universe uh the world um a dove and then the prayer of the ha the hands like peace so mine would be probably the world because I promote and try to empower people about the environment and how there's changes in the world and how we need to support ourselves to get through this new world that we're in. So it's definitely the world. Would that be an emoji? Or you mean like a face? Uh, I think like, it's an emoji. <laughs> is that? Uh, I don't know. I'm like, well, that's the first thing I could think of. So I don't know. I'm not that uh, up on all this. But yeah, I would say it was planet Earth. Yeah, as long as it shows up under the emoji column, I think it should be okay. So, <laughs> so thank you so much for sharing it. So the world for Nicole, I'm writing it down. World for, oh, so not Nicole, but Leslie. And let's actually hear from Thomas. Thomas, how are you, my friend? Uh, I'm not too bad, thank you. Jason, how are you? I'm doing phenomenal. So would you like me to rephrase that question or did you get that? No, no, I got that. I got okay, that. So go my emoji that first comes to mind is the crazy face, sideways, funny emoji. <laughs> okay, tell us why. Uh, the reason is because if you don't have a sense of humor, if you don't laugh at things, you end up crying. And I don't want to cry for the rest of my life. So I want to laugh at the irony of so many crazy things that have been happening to me over the last 59 years. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is lovely. You Do you guys know that there is actually like a, a Wikipedia just for emojis? It's called as emojipedia.org, which has all the names for all the emojis which are out there. I'm going to leave that on the show description just in case if you want to explore around. Okay, let's actually hear from Santosh. Santosh, thank you so much uh, for your patience. I know it's pretty late here in India. It's about to be 12 a.m. So how are you? And uh, please unmute if you are available. 
Hey Jason, it's uh, great to listen and to attend the session, especially uh, the couple of sessions I attended you. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, uh, it's a great conversation and I had a great discussion with the uh, listening discussion from the Thomas, Nicole, Lisa Lee and Thomas. And, uh, and as we are discussing on the emoji, right? So I feel the emojis are the expressions uh, when we uh, when we are going to react it instead of putting it in word or in sentence. So so that we can I can I can express it in our emojis. So which can uh, express uh, it should express in the direct way or uh, correct way to the uh, another person and that the other person should be more comfortable and whatever uh, he or she uh, speaking or uh, saying uh, something about uh, important thing yeah, uh, that's all what about I feel about uh, emojis uh, Jason yeah I mean I, I was just wondering if you could choose one I don't know if you specified that which one would you choose like one thing you feel is very closely connected to you uh, I feel uh, or maybe I will make it simple what's your favorite emoji uh, just uh, give it a uh, smiling face that's it that's cool and keep it a peace of mind and just show the impression to the 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 face the spanning face that's the emojis I like it first of all awesome awesome I appreciate you sharing that thank you so much let's actually from here from our guest Nicole what's what's your emoji which you're gonna use to market the hell out of everything uh I I use the smiley face one all the time so it probably but I use the smiley face with the red cheeks. Um, and, and, and I also like the huggy emoji cause I'm a big hugger. Uh -huh. So yeah, people get a lot of virtual hugs from me. <laughs> Interesting. And I'm really surprised that nobody likes unicorn and nobody likes radios and TVs and aliens. I'm really surprised, <laughs> but, uh, but you know, thank you so much, you know, guys for sharing this. Okay. Now let's actually move to the business side of things, you know, because I want to really give you the advantage because you have a really cool company, okay, and you do really cool work and you have worked with tons and tons of people. I have watched uh, most of your videos which you have done like Zoom with, uh, you know, some of your clients and, and people whom you were trying to educate as designers. So a lot of wealth of uh, knowledge which you have shared. So what I really want to understand is the vision of Maven as a company. Where do you want to take this ahead? What kind of direction do you think will best suit uh, your business and your in your company? You know, let's say five to ten years down the line. You know, what kind of future would you like to create for Maven? That's a, a great question, and it's funny because it's changed a little bit along the way. Um, I think near term, I I want to keep building on a portfolio of. Uh, helping mission-driven founders succeed, and uh, especially around health and wellness and, and digital innovation, um, that there's a, a huge degree of satisfaction in just helping those female founders, you know, bring their businesses to market and take those next steps. 
Um, and then long term, I see Maven uh, potentially as um, a platform or a place for for incubate for incubation and accelerating um, women in business. So, yeah. That that is, but, but we'll awful. see. That's ambitious, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> see, the thing which I really like uh, about vision is that many people think that it has to be hardcore, like you have to really stick. As human beings, you keep evolving, and as you evolve and as you get new information to process, your vision can also improve. It can be better, or it can be something else. Uh, many entrepreneurs have a feeling that you have to stick to it. You stick to it as long as it's serving you. Don't stick to it if it's not serving. That's just my thought. You know, I could be wrong. But at this moment, see, when I started my agency, uh, and I'm, see, I'm just a one-man person who, who does everything, okay? I, I don't have employees or staff purely because I just want to keep it close and very private. So when I started doing that, I thought uh, this is it, you know, this is what I'm going to be known for. But uh, a year to two to three years down the line uh, now I'm st you know strategically moving to podcasting and public speaking and those kind of realm so yeah you know thank you so much for sharing that I didn't mean to put my thing while you were sharing this but no. just wanted to share that so so let's actually uh, you know let me ask you do you have like any sort of events speaking engagements or any kind of promotions which are happening uh, which you like to promote on my show uh, thank you so much. I, I don't have anything specific, but anyone is welcome to take advantage of a free consultation. They can just go to web, go to my website and book it. It's a free 30 minute consultation. Um, and people tell me that they're amazed with how much we get done in 30 minutes. So even if we don't end up working together, we can connect. You can get some ideas for your business, whether it's a challenge you're facing or just something you want to talk through. Um, and, you know, leave with, with, uh, with some good stuff. A absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah thanks, Nicole. Uh, actually, uh, yeah, uh, that's a great thing. And uh, would you mind to send the website if you don't mind? Yeah, I was about to sure. come to that. So the name of the website yeah. is hello, H E L L O. Maven, M-A-V, V for Victor, Y for Yankee, N for November.com. Hello, Maven.com. Uh, if you are a part of the people who accepted the invitation to my original request, uh, mm -hmm. it's, it's all listed under the show notes and show description, you know, the link to the website. Hello, Maven.com. And, and if you want to specifically go ahead with the offer Nicole spoke about, is hello maven.com uh, forward slash booking no plural there's no s just booking uh, you should be able to see uh, this option for a free consultation now remember guys uh, you know we all run all businesses and and the uh, you know we want to put an effort we want to give back to people at the same time we want to be respectful to each other's time so if you are reaching out uh, to nicole feel free to take advantage of some of her advice and please uh, reach out to her for more professional assistance and I'm sure you should be blown away 
uh, what she has to offer. I had a few conversations with her. I'm really, really impressed. I know that I have another designer and a marketer, you know, I can look up to and learn from. So this is super cool. I'm just saying. So on that note, you know, I want to give you the opportunity, just, you know, handing you the microphone, uh, Nicole, again. If there is one thing you want people to take away from this conversation, what would that be? Oh, that's a good question. Um, don't be afraid to pursue your dream. You know, uh, just take take the take the first step and and see where it goes. And it's never too late to start whatever it is you want to work on. Absolutely, absolutely. Wade, Wade said we Wade was just asking, are you only working with entrepreneurs who are women, or are they men also? There are men also. I, I focus on women, but men are always welcome. And in fact, a lot of the clients I work with are husband and wife teams or co-founders. You know, there's multiple co-founders. So uh, everyone is welcome. Awesome. Awesome. So, you know, this has been a fantastic interview because, you know, we started off rough. We had a few technical limitations. One of those days, you know, things doesn't really work out the way you anticipate it to be we lost audio for a while too and i'm glad we fixed it so just in case you know nicole i'll i i don't think i have the option of editing something which is already streamed okay but i will upload uh, like an audio version of this on youtube uh, which you can share with uh, all your loved ones and even podcast links with you shortly i'll see if i can edit it if not um, I'm so sorry, you know, we just have to roll with what we have. That's okay. Okay, but you know, I had such a lovely conversation. I want to keep quickly give you guys a heads up on what's going to happen next week. Uh, so season three, episode 20, I think that would be my 82nd live podcast. Uh, the art of taking risk or mastering the art of taking risk because entrepreneurship uh, often requires you to take bold steps. And you need to operate with courage. But what happens when you have already achieved a certain level of success? It can be intimidating for someone to continue taking the same amount of risk repeatedly. So I have Kimberly. Uh, you know, she's really cool. She has a very interesting story. Kimberly Spencer. I have the event already listed on my, uh, you know, on my featured section. I think that's what you call it on LinkedIn, right? Go on my profile if you scroll down. There's something called as featured, which will have you know big flyers, uh, and you should be able to find the event details there. Uh, another thing which I want to let you know is that that event is January 25th, 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and I would be live streaming on LinkedIn, Audio Clubhouse, and even Twitter Spaces. It's just going to be audio only, and. Uh, if you remember in the beginning, I shared uh, the season, this current season three is going to come to an end on March 1st, 2023. Okay, we have a few other guests, who, you know, who has been aligned. Some of them are really cool. I have actually a guest uh, who is well known to have like a business along with his dog. And, and they do a lot of charity and philanthropic work. I think that's on Feb 1st. Don't miss that also. I should have the flyers and all updated uh, shortly. So, yeah, I just wanted to say thank you each and every one, uh, you know, for supporting us. 
and being here. Thank you, Thomas. Thank you, Leslie. And thank you, Santosh. Thank you, Divakar, sir. Thank you, Girish, Wade, and everybody else who is watching and listening, even the pre-recorded version. Everyone on Spotify, high five to you. Thank you so much. Uh, you know, you take care of yourself. And Nicole, you know, be, be on stage uh, because once the stream is ended, uh, we will have a conversation, you know. So thank you so okay. much. You take care of yourself. Have a lovely morning, evening, afternoon, wherever you are in the world. Take care of yourself, guys. Thank you, everyone.